Hi there, and welcome to the Murray Resources Podcast, where we dive into common job search and career-related topics and questions. My name is Scott White, and I'm the Marketing Specialist at Murray Resources, a recruiting and staffing firm that has worked with thousands of employers and placed tens of thousands of candidates over our 30-year history. We're here to use our firm's experience to give job seekers a peek behind the curtain into the recruiting industry, and more specifically, to offer tips and techniques that can help them land the perfect job. So, if you're looking for tips to take your career to the next level, then you're listening to the right podcast. Have you ever wanted to know what a resume writing service is and how it works? Or who should even hire a resume writer and what you should or shouldn't include on your resume? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with on this week's show, where you'll learn about the added value of a resume writing service in the future of the industry. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of the Murray Resources Podcast. Today, I have Camille Jackson, who's the manager of client services at our sister company, Resume Spice. She's been with Resume Spice since its conception in 2016. She is a voracious reader and a classically trained writer. Camille holds her bachelor's from UC Santa Barbara and master's in literature from the University of Houston. Camille has worked with clients ranging from entry-level grads seeking their first professional role to C-level executives pursuing their next challenge. Her clients include a broad range of industry backgrounds, ranging from engineers to marketers to finance professionals. In addition to being a resume and career coaching expert, Camille brings a passion for coaching and teaching to her work with clients. How are you doing today, Camille? I am doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, So I would love, with your expertise in resume writing, I would love to know just what is a resume writing service for all those people out there that don't know, including, you know, including myself up until, you know, recently, I didn't really know exactly what resume writing services were and, you know, how they were different. So if you can maybe explain that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So resume writing service um, will help you build your resume from scratch or, you know, improve the one that you already have. A lot of our clients come to us with a resume, you know, their current job might not be on it. Um, It might just be a whole lot of definitions of terms, you know, just sort of copy and pasted job descriptions we've seen. So in our process, what we really try to do is make the resume specific to each client. Um, We do that by interviewing all of our clients before we start the writing process. Mm -hmm. That allows us to, you know, one, learn more than what's on your current resume, obviously, so it gives us more to work with. Um, But interviewing them rather than having them fill out a long questionnaire make sure that we're getting the specific information we need. You know, we can have follow-up questions, all that kind of great stuff, but it also is a big time saver for the client, you know, filling out a 20-page questionnaire, which some <laughs> services have really long ones. Wow. Um, it's a, you know, much better process. Yeah. So who is your typical clientele? Are they more new grads or are they more seasoned executive level people? More seasoned executive and high-level management Um Most of our clients currently have a job, um, but they know the importance of either, you know, just keeping a strong resume or they are, you know, gearing up for their job search. So they know that that's that's the first step. Um, The resume is a great resource and tool to use, of course, while you're looking for your next job. Okay, so it sounds like your clientele is pretty diverse um, with more of an emphasis on the kind of seasoned executive level people. But who of, you know, of that specific subsect of people who, you know, which of those people actually should hire? You know, is it is it everyone or is it maybe just people looking to, uh, you know, move to a new job or, or what? 
I think that everyone should have a strong resume sort of in their back pocket. You know, you never know when an opportunity is going to come up either through networking or you stumble upon it, um, you know, on LinkedIn. So it is good to have that immediately um, available. We try to make our process pretty quick. But if you are anxious about your dream job, you know, you want it yesterday. So doing that ahead of time is, is really important. Also, when you are transitioning or getting ready to sort of make a big jump, if you are re-entering the workforce, those are really great times to make sure that you are presenting yourself well and for the next role. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is more like of a logistical question, but how long does it typically take to get, you know, a kind of new polished refresh resume back from a resume writing service like yourself? Right. We deliver the first draft within two business days of that consultation. Okay. Um, that draft is usually pretty complete. So if there are any revisions needed, it's a fairly quick turnaround as well. Okay. Um, and say, you know, I'm out there and I necessarily, I, I don't necessarily want to kind of make the move towards a resume, towards a resume writing service, or maybe I, I want to see how much work I can get done before sending it to you guys so that, you know, we can kind of get as much out of, uh, out of the service as possible. So what should I include on my resume? You know, what shouldn't I include on my resume and kind of, you know, how, maybe how long or how short it should be? Mm, that's a good question. Okay. So I'll start with what you should include, you know, okay. information that is relevant to the next role. So if you have a job, not you, but from 10 years ago, (laughs) that is really just not relevant anymore, then it needs to be pared down. Okay. Um, Then we also want information from the past 10 years is the most relevant. After that, we can be really strategic about where, you know, where we stop explaining things and all that kind of great stuff. You also do not want to include uh, personal interests, marital status. I see that a lot. I think it's common on international resumes. Interesting. But, right, but we don't want that, even though you can have sort of that kind of information on LinkedIn. Then the length, I say that it's um, as long as it needs to be, but as short as possible. So the first page is really what is critical. You know, that's prime real estate. for the tracking software, but also for the reader. That's where you want to hook them. After that, you know, if you are seasoned in your career, then it's probably going to be two pages, sometimes three, and that's okay, as long as the first page speaks well to that next role. Okay. You you mentioned two things that I'd love to talk more about, and that's LinkedIn and applicant tracking systems, or ATS, as some people call them. So let's start with LinkedIn. How, how is LinkedIn affecting writing resumes, whether that's, you know, on an agency perspective, uh, like yourself or from a job seeker, the LinkedIn profile that you create, um, you know, using LinkedIn networking on it, it does add a a social aspect to presenting yourself for your next job. That being said, the profiles experience section should still be I think very professional sounding, you know, sometimes people get a little creative with the summary section, the branding area, but that experience section needs to be very much results oriented, um, you know, keywords used and achievements, all that kind of great stuff that we focus on in the resume. And you still need that resume to formally submit um, to, you know, when you're looking for a job and that part 
is probably not going away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, LinkedIn's, you know, yeah, they're one of the top top services out there. Uh, so the content that you would put in your LinkedIn profile, is that the same information that's also in your resume or is it maybe a shortened and condensed version? It's probably a shortened and condensed version. Sometimes we don't want to include figures, you know, metrics. So we'll kind of summarize that area. Um, but for the most part, it should be consistent. You especially don't want any, you know, contradictory statements, even dates, you know, a lot of times the months from the resume to the LinkedIn profile might be different. Checking all of that just to be consistent with all of your, your tools. Okay. Um, and I guess onto the second point that I, uh, and that you kind of mentioned with, you know, with keywords is applicant tracking systems. Can you explain what those even are? Um, right. <laughs> you know, for, for, you know, for all of us, um, and, you know, myself included, <laughs> that, right, that, you right. know, that don't really know too much about them. Uh, can you explain what they are and, you know, how they're used? Sure thing. So a lot of people just kind of call it the ATS and they think it's one thing. They ask me to run it through the ATS, run their resume through the ATS. Well, Every company can, you know, change the algorithm to look for different things. So we can't know exactly what each job search is looking for, but the job description is where you go for those keywords. So being keyword optimized means that your keywords, key terms in your resume match and align with the job description, your field, you know, your type of position, that terminology needs to be in there coupled with information that's specific to you. You explain how someone would go about, you know, optimizing their their resume for, you know, for uh, applicant tracking systems? Sure. So the job description usually has some tasks, responsibilities, and a qualification section. Mm -hmm. That qualification section is huge in tailoring your resume. If it asks for certain backgrounds or an industry background, make sure that that terminology is in your resume. The tasks, you know, you might not have done them, but you might have done something similar. So working on bringing that terminology, if you see that uh, continuous improvement is going to be crucial for that role, show continuous improvement in your resume with the term and then specific examples, because eventually, hopefully, your resume will get to a reader who wants more than just those terms. Okay. So whenever we were talking about how resume writing services even work, you kind of mentioned speaking to two different audiences um, whenever you are writing, whether that's a college grad's resume or an executive level uh, professional resume. Can you kind of explain what those two audiences are? We've, you know, we've, we've talked about the tracking software, um, but, you know, what's the other audience and how do those two, you know, play hand in hand? Right. So, yeah, the first step is the first audience is the tracking software. Um, that's where, you know, all those key terms are really great. The second audience is a reader, and that's where you need the information that is specific to you, your achievements, the context of your situation, not just job descriptions. Because when you have job descriptions, that is going to be very similar to, you know, every other resume that they're going to see. Mm-hmm. So making information, adding information specific to you, but that still reads very quickly because, you know, the, the first glance at a resume is pretty short. So placing the strong information um, in certain spots is really important. And that's where, you know, these great writers that we have at Resume Spice 
are so important. We can take all of this information, you know, a 30 to 45 minute conversation and still pack it into about two pages. Okay, cool. Well, I, I, I think you've given us a lot of information to think about, um, you know, answering some really, some really common questions that I feel like are, you know, often overlooked or, you know, aren't really explained correctly, but, you know, thank you so much, Camille, for, for joining us today. And, uh, we really appreciate all of this, this great information. Thank you, Scott. It was fun. Thanks. You've reached the end of another episode of the Murray Resources Podcast. To learn more about us, visit our website or check us out on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, don't forget to email us with your questions that you want to be answered during the show at podcast at murrayresources.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode, and we'll see you next time.